Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His words so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. He exchanged your sin for his life. Now do I have something to be thankful for? See, I'm going to be in heaven because of what Jesus did for me. Forgiveness. Man's greatest need is to be forgiven. You can't be good enough. You can't be religious enough. You can't give enough. Jesus paid it all. But you then have to do what we said earlier. Repent. Which simply means I'm sorry and I'm going to begin to walk another way. Jesus began his ministry with a call to repent. As we learn more about God, we begin to see our need for a rescue from this condition of death. God did send rescue, but only when we see Him and not ourselves in the midst of our pain. Seeing our failures should give us a reason to stop and search for something better, a light out of the darkness. Every sin emphasizes our own incompleteness and indeed our own mortality. This recognition, however, should ultimately not lead us to despair, but to joy. And that joy is found in a new life of forgiveness through Jesus Christ. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now let's join Pastor Mark in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 4, verse 16, for our continuing study entitled, Walking with God in the Light. And everything was empty, it was dilapidated, it was over with. His first few services, he had two people. He thought, well, I'm going to quit, this isn't going to work, whatever. Today, if you look at that, all these buildings, and by the way, they own blocks and blocks and blocks now in L.A. Every month, they minister to 50,000 individuals and families. 50,000. What do they do? Let me read it to you. We do this through mobile hungry relief, medical programs, residential rehabilitation programs for teens and alcohols, a shelter for victims of human trafficking. You'll see that in a moment. Transitional housing for homeless families, not people, their whole families. Foster care, intervention programs, job skill training, life skills, basic education, Bible studies, and more. We work to meet people where they're at. We bring them hope and, and away off the streets. We went to a ward. It was a human trafficking ward. When I speak of human trafficking, it is the fastest growing criminal industry in the world. 27 million, mostly girls, people held in bondage around our world. In the United States, 17,000 men, women, and children are trafficked into the United States every year. And then, of course, domestically. Kids leave home, get to Vegas, get to Sunset Strip, where this is right near, and pretty soon they're in this huge, horrible bondage. The biblical counseling at the Dream Center is able to rescue, rehabilitate, and set free those victims by trafficking. 
it was one of the most emotionally moving things I've ever experienced in my life. And then they took us to a room. In the room, we walked down the center of it. There was about a hundred guys, 18 to 25. And then at the end of the room where I ended up going, there was about 75 girls, same age group. And we began to hear their testimonies of where they'd come from, from the life they'd come from. Most drugs, alcohol, of course, prostitution, being abused all their life, all this kind of stuff. No hope, no chance, bondage to the worst thing you can ever imagine. Now, I'm talking about 18 to 25-year-olds. And then in the middle, they brought 12 from their teen program, 12 to 17. This little girl right here gave her testimony. She's 12. Her life of prostitution and drugs and bondage started with her stepfather abusing her from about age eight for years, and mother didn't care. As they begin to give their testimonies, you know what you saw? Changed lives. They have a one-year program. And at the end, we had to hold hands. And I was up with the, with the young girls, beautiful young girls, and I held their hands. I'll never be the same. Because those girls... Their past, you and I wouldn't even want to think about it. But as I looked in their faces, the joy of the Lord was there. How did that happen? That didn't happen with a five-step program. That happened with the power of God that ministered to those young ladies and the men. They're free, free, free from darkness. How? Not by a church, not by a religion, but God who is the light of the world. And I held there and I looked at them, and I knew as I looked at their faces, they were smiling. They weren't thinking about their past. That's been forgiven and forgotten. What are they thinking about? Their future. My friends, that one Dream Center now has a hundred of them in the United States. But I want to say to you this morning, you can be free, but you can't free yourself. It has to come from someone who can free you. Who is that? Jesus, the light of the world. Amen. How did they get free? How did they start it? Here's how they did it. They had to repent. They had to repent of their sins. And then they had to ask God to forgive them. See, forgiveness and freedom from sin starts with an event of salvation. Let me show you a verse. It's so powerful. He, God, is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom. You can't work for it. You can't be a church member. He purchased our freedom on the cross with the blood of his son, and he forgave our sins. I'm not talking about a religion. These girls, when I held their hands, 18, 19-year-old, I wouldn't even want to think what that lifestyle was like. But they were new. They were changed. But see, that event of salvation, the reason they're in a year-long program, that event can't begin to finish what God wants to do. Once we're saved, there's another step. Here's step number two. This is where we come in, those of you that are Christians already. We have to walk, walking in the light with God continues by obeying God's word. See, once you're free, you have to fight Satan because he'll want to bring you back. Back into bondage. Notice this verse, Ephesians 5, 8. 
For once you were full of darkness, notice these words, but now you have light from the Lord. So live, walk as people of light. See, once freed from sin, we have to learn how to walk. That's why they're there. They're learning that when they get out of there and get back to the streets with all those old temptations and all that kind of stuff, they don't have to worry about it. They're freed, but they have to learn how to walk with God and say no to all this stuff. Well, that's where we live. We're not in a program. We're not in a a sheltered housing thing. We have to learn to walk ourselves. Now, I want to turn, take you to a place so you can see what that looks like. Uh, Let's turn to John 8. You're not far away. John chapter 8 and go down to verse 12. John himself wrote this, and of course, he heard this truth. Notice what Jesus says. When Jesus spoke again to the people, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Here in 1 John, John is writing the truth, so believers know how to walk. Well, how do I walk? Follow, it's not a one-time event. Well, I follow on Sunday. No, 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 no. Follows me is a continuous walk with God. Instead of a sinning lifestyle, it's a daily lifestyle. It's a daily lifestyle. Well, how do you do that? You do that through obeying God. You're no close by. Turn to John 14, 23. John 14, 23. You see, obeying God's word helps us avoid making wrong decisions. You know what wrong decisions bring. We've all been there. Sorrow and tragedy. We don't want to go there. Obedience brings blessing. Now, let's read this verse. Jesus replies, if anyone loves me, love is a verb, he will obey my teaching. And my father and I will love him and we will come in and make our home with him. See, Jesus said, if you'll start obeying my word and live in it, we'll reside in you. We know the Holy Spirit lives in us. Now, I want to share truth with you. Listen to this. Those young girls, especially, and the guys... When they walk into this place off the street, they don't know anything about God. They don't know, even have no idea. Some of the courts send them there, amazingly, because they know what's happening. But when they walk in there, what's their major problem with the people that are teaching them, the women that are teaching the women and the guys that are teaching Christians that are teaching them? What's their major problem? Trust. Because they've been promised that somebody would take care of them, their pimp, their whatever, all their life. And what did that person do? That you couldn't trust him at all. He abused him yourself. So you will never trust God unless you know God. And you will never obey him unless you trust him. When I walked over there and looked at the College of Pharmacy, if I didn't trust God, I never would have obeyed him. That's some of your problem. You have a relationship with God, but you don't trust him. No, you have to get past that. God's light, there is no darkness in him. He's for you. He's not against you. We have to understand it. When these girls and guys learn to trust, then they can obey and they begin to experience God and the same for you and I. See, many of us are Christ's followers, but we don't experience God. It's because we don't trust Him. That's your problem. God can be trusted. Now, how do I actually follow God? Well, we follow Him through His voice. His voice is always His Word. 
primarily. Now, let's turn to the Old Testament, Psalm 119. I want to explain it to you really quick. I think you'll like this. I think it'll be very clearing for you. Halfway through Old Testament, Psalms 119, go to verse 105. As you go there, you know that God's Word speaks to every generation. It's powerful. Its principles are life-changing. You've heard Mark Battison say this, when we open the Bible, it's as if God opens his mouth. It's amazing. It's truth. It speaks to every single generation. Look, look at this verse, Psalm 119, 105. All of our campuses, your word, and I'm going to give you two ways to break it down. You can write it in your Bible and your notes. Your word is, a number one, a lamp to my feet, and it's number two, a light to my path. So God's word is a guiding light for living. Now, here's, a, here's number two first. Write it down. Light. Direction. You see, I, I need the path. I, I know the path as a Christian where it's going. So these are general moral principles in the Bible. And I'll give you an understanding of that. Just general things that just make common sense. Common sense. Let me give you some of those principles. I need to stay on that path. It, it, it's, it's a light for my path. Here's some general ones. Love your neighbors yourself. That's a general principle. Uh, don't lie. Don't steal. Don't marry an unbeliever. Just common sense kind of things. Keep yourself in the center of God's will. Put God first. General things. We all know that from the scripture. Seek him first, the kingdom of God. We, they're general. Now here's the next. It's not only a light on my path. It's a lamp. Now watch. To my feet. You see, a lamp to my feet. I know the path is in front of me, but I, I want to see the next step. It's a lamp to my feet. Here's what you want to write. A lamp is the next step. It's specific direction. It's specific direction. So what does that look like? As I read the Word of God and ask God for specific steps to take, the Holy Spirit leads me in specific ways. I can have the peace of God by knowing the will of God. Let me give you some ideas of specific direction. It's not just don't marry an unbeliever. It's who do I marry? God can give you a piece about that. How do I handle this situation at work? What do I do with this family dis problem? Uh, what about the job offer? It means I have to move. Is that right? How do I handle that? And even for me, the next step, when to change from physics and calculus to the College of Pharmacy. See, that was the next step. Now, understand, just write this verse down, Psalm thirty-seven, twenty-three. the steps of a good man and woman are ordered by the Lord, and he delights in his way. You see, the Bible is relevant in every single part of our life. Don't ever compartmentalize your life. Sunday or a spiritual time in the morning. My quiet time is spiritual time. The rest of the life is just life. No, 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 no. It's all life. God wants to direct us in every situation in life. See, God wants to shine his light on every circumstance and bring clarity and bring peace. Now, some of you here need specific direction today. Some of you are unbelievers, and you're going to need to ask God to come into your life because you're still walking in darkness. I'm going to give you a chance to do that in a moment. It happens like this. But some of you are Christians, and you're confused about the next step. Now, see, that's the way we do life. Because God delights in showing us how to do life. 
Now back to 1 John 1, 5, if you will. There's more. Watch this. When you go back, John says this. This is the message we have heard from him and declare to you. So John says this. The world is in bondage and darkness. 2,000 years ago, the same as us today. People need to know there's freedom. And that freedom can only be found in a relationship with God. So the truth is simply too good to keep to ourselves. When those, all of those families and students and kids and teenagers walked into that huge complex, floor after floor, eight or ten floors, filled with all kinds of hurting people, when they walked in there, the reason they walked in there because somebody said, there's a place you can go and get changed. The most selfish thing you can do is go to heaven alone. So John says, this, this is too good to keep. You got to share it. I declare it to you. Here's the third key that I gave you this morning. Number three, declare to those in darkness the advantages of walking in the light. Understand, there's so many ways for you to do that. Now, I want to I show you a fantastic verse. Psalm 32.8, look at it. And I want you to see the eyes. This is God speaking. Now, this is for Christians. Non-believers, this doesn't apply to you. It doesn't work for you. But as soon as you become a Christian, this is a new door for you. God says this. I, God, will instruct you. I'll teach you. You can put your name there. In the way you should go. You don't have to live life without direction from God. I will counsel you and watch over you. I, 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 I. 72 hours, I'll step into India. Idols everywhere. They worship cows. There are many temples filled with rats. They feed the rats. They're starving kids. Not one of those idols that I watch them bow down to and cry and bring their flowers and food. Not one of those idols can do anything that I just read to you. You have a God who wants to do life with you. It's phenomenal. Why are Lynn and I going there? To remind those pastors, those young students in seminary, that when they go out, they have the answer to darkness. More than one billion people in that country alone in darkness. What are the benefits of coming to God, don't write them. Just be thankful for them. Walking in the light with God equals fellowship and joy. It's freedom from the bondage. I can say no to sin. I get encouragement. I get direction. I get God's grace and forgiveness when I do sin. You've heard me say this a lot of times. It doesn't get any better than that. That's amazing. Well, why doesn't everybody just become a leader? Because their eyes are blinded. They're in spiritual bondage. They don't even know it. They're not trafficking. They're not on drugs. They're not alcoholics. They're, they're simply good people who have sin and don't know what to do with it. In a few moments, we're going to share communion. I don't want anybody leaving. I want to share communion in a different way today. Communion simply means the Eucharist. Some of you have come from a more formal setting. It means Eucharist. What does Eucharist mean? Just giving thanks. So as Christians right here, right now, I want you to just think as we're in a few moments, we're going to share communion. I want you to think about all the things you can thank God for. 
Do we have anything to thank God for today like hello? Amazing. And then after I read this passage, I'm going to ask everybody to bow our heads, and I'm going to give you that are unbelievers a chance to come to Christ. Those of you that are backslidden, your prodigal sons and daughters, to come back this morning so you can join us in communion. Now, John was here the night before Jesus went to the cross. Look what happens. Matthew chapter 26. And while they were eating, Jesus took bread. Remember, he's the bread of life. And he gave what? He gave thanks. Jesus already knew where he was going. He was going to the cross. That had already been settled in the garden. He was going to die. He knew that. But Hebrews tells it for the joy set before him. He followed the path. What was the joy? You getting saved. You getting saved. Me getting saved. He gave thanks. He broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, take, eat. This is my body. Then he took the cup, one of four during that Passover celebration, and he gave thanks again, and he offered it to them. Drink from it, all of you. Then he made this amazing statement. This is my blood of the covenant, the New Testament covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. See, people in darkness can't free themselves. They need someone to free them. The someone was Jesus. On the cross, he exchanged your sin for his life. Now, do I have something to be thankful for? See, I'm going to be in heaven because of what Jesus did for me. Forgiveness. Man's greatest need is to be forgiven. You can't be good enough. You can't be religious enough. You can't give enough. Jesus paid it all. But you then have to do what we said earlier. Repent. Which simply means I'm sorry and I'm going to begin to walk another way. As I was in that room with all those kids who have changed. When they leave, they're, they've already begun to walk a different way. But they're going to go out in the dark world with the light of the gospel. To change that. Many of them are going to be involved in those agencies around the world because they know where they came from. And they'll know to say to another person coming in, I don't trust you. Oh, you can trust me. I know exactly what you're going through. See, God uses us in a million ways to free people. But I can't free myself first. That starts with Jesus. And in a moment, I'm going to ask everybody to bow their heads. And I'm going to say to you, if you've never asked Jesus Christ to come into your heart, if you never invited him in, and repented of your sins. I'm just going to ask you quietly to stand at our campuses. Everybody says it's going to be bound. Come. It's all on all the campuses. Or if you used to walk with God, and you know where you're at today, you've fallen away bad. God wants you home. Come on home. You need to make a recommitment. See, sin is serious. Jesus is a solution to sin. You can begin anew, a brand new start. Are you ready to live a life full of light and freedom? Pastor Mark has given us the steps to find this freedom that God provides for us. It's a free gift to us from God through His Son, Jesus Christ. The other choice for us is a life full of darkness. It's a life full of jealousy, anger, immorality, and envy. This is the only kind of life that Satan can offer, light or darkness. The choice is ours to make. Maybe you're listening right now and God has placed a certain person on your heart that needs to hear this message. Or maybe you'd like to share it with all of your friends. 
there's a simple way to share this message. Log on to Lessons for Living Radio and click on the radio program option in the main menu. There, you'll find the Lessons for Living media player. In the Messages tab, simply click on Today's Date. Then you can share today's message directly on your Facebook page, Twitter feed, or send a link via email. You can even embed today's message directly. Again, to share today's message with friends and family members, log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Click on the radio program button, then simply click on today's date. You'll find all the options to share. Now, the next time you join us here on Lessons for Living, we will talk about something that makes everyone uncomfortable. Sin. Sin is anything that goes against God and His Word. That includes our thoughts, actions, and our attitudes. God has given us rules not because He wants to take all of the fun out of our lives. No, He gives us these rules because He loves us and wants to protect us from danger. You've been listening to Lessons for Living with Pastor Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Please join us again here on Lessons for Living, and together, let's do life right. Our eyes have seen and our ears have heard His Word made flesh in a hurting world A new hope He is giving Lord, let us hear your lessons for living.